If you've been out of business for a while and need to understand etiquette in the workplace, or you want to know how to better manage your time, then you need business etiquette. You're on a lunch date with a customer and you want to feel confident about dining etiquette and introducing your clients correctly to others. You also need business etiquette. This course also teaches you how to public speak, how to set your lifetime and daily goals. If you're in sales, this course and class is a must. We sometimes believe times have changed to casual, but casual does not mean non-professional. Our Champion School of Real Estate Etiquette course fills up quickly for people from all walks of life. The loud voices of body language, the slam dunk preparation for the job interview, the powerful first impressions you want to make with your clients, all of these are part of this must-take two-day course. It's through Champion School of Real Estate's virtual campus, so you can enjoy the course from home. The best $145 you can spend to get you prepared for your new career. Santa Maria, CEO, Champion School of Real Estate, the nation's leader in real estate education. Our goal is to jumpstart your career, boost your career to the next level, give you insight into what a career as an entrepreneur in real estate is all about. Real estate is the career of top producers, and we are always finding the creme de la creme or best in the business who openly share their steps to success and they are always champions. Our superstar today is known as the Donna Might Realtor. I love that. Please help me welcome Donna Andruck, one of our champions. Good morning. Good morning, Donna. Good morning. Good morning. It is great to see you. As I mentioned uh, when we talked earlier, I so remember walking into our classroom one time in Austin a few years back and seeing your lovely face. And it's so great to see you again today. And uh, you haven't aged a bit. You look awesome, and I love, love your smile. So let's talk about how you got into the business and how you have managed to stay on the top. I know you've been in business going on almost seven years, and uh, I want to right away thank you for choosing Champion School of Real Estate. So I always love to start out with this particular question. What inspired you to go into real estate? Oh, Rita, it seems like so long ago. <laughs> but yes, that's a great question. Um, I know there's a lot of people that really don't know where to start. And my husband and I hit a point to where 
one career was ending and we kind of wanted to know where to go from there. So I was a little bit older <laughs> with the career ending, uh, you know, lifestyle changes and happened to be pregnant with my second baby. Who is going to hire somebody at my age pregnant and, um, you know, just retired from a different, a different company. So we sat down and thought, well, where do we want to be in 10 years and what's the best path to get there? So we have, I had rental properties when I moved in, um, into the marriage and we thought, you know, we could probably continue on that path. I I'm comfortable with home ownership. I'm comfortable with the process. And let's see if I can help some other other first time buyers and other people in the in the world become that also. So, um, well, what is so what is so funny to me is looking at you. I'm not even going to guess your age, but I'm just going to say to our listening audience that you are young, and I'm going to say to our audience that you have a beautiful daughter charlotte who's eight years old and then you have jj who's six years old going into real estate what was it like being a mom and starting out on that career oh so every mom and dad probably struggles with that having young kids and am i because i'm i'm kind of i'm a go-getter I was a workaholic before real estate. I might still be a little bit of a workaholic and it's, and it's hard to keep the balance if you don't make it a priority. So it was, it was a very supportive husband. I could not have done it without my husband, but he, he gave me the flexibility, show houses at night, show, you know, go to listing appointments, work on the weekends. Uh, I normally would take a Wednesday off to spend some time with my young kids before they were in school. Um, it was a struggle. And you always, no matter what your job choice is, you always have that guilt. Am I, am I taking away from my kids, you know, that mommy time? And so every day when I dropped them off, even if I would have been in the corporate world, I still would have struggled with that, that mom guilt. And am I taking oh, away exactly. uh, the little things? Mm -hmm. But it was, it's 100% my family support. Awesome. I want to say your discussion about having a family and that difficult um, conversation you have with yourself. Uh, we try to remove guilt out of the question or out of the thought processes. But what I loved about going into real estate when I started out as a new agent in Plano, Texas, was I also had two little children and I loved it because I could go to their functions and um, could take them places and tell my clients, well, I have an appointment. I already have an appointment at that time, so let's make it at this time. And as my five children uh, grew up, and I love saying that because I tell everyone, you can have your own business, be an entrepreneur, and also raise a family. And I'm proof positive of being able to do that. But I love the flexibility of being able to go to their functions and still operate a business 
But that word flexibility has many meanings. And I know that you are very aware of that. <laughs> so I want to congratulate you on another thing, and that is your involvement with charity, your involvement with the CARES program. Can you tell us about your embarking on building the tiny house and how that program works and sort of fit into your real estate career? Yes, absolutely. So at this brokerage, um, we truly, we truly believe that money is good for the good that it can do. And I grew up struggling. Um, I definitely broke the chain in my family and I, I took the, you know, life by the horns, but I've always had a calling to give back, whether it's through my time, um, finances, um, resources, knowledge, whatever I can do to help someone else's life be better because they know me. That was my goal. And the last two years I've been able to give significantly because of my client base. They 100% get credit for what what I can give. And the tiny home is in Mobile Loaves and Fishes, which is a homeless camp where people can go and build a community and learn the resources to not be homeless. And they help you get jobs. They help you, you know, become of the re-implement into the uh the active population mm -hmm. and that's uh that called to my heart and this this year wow. that's most of, most of my my dollars went this year that says so much about you we talk in our marketing classes about giving back giving back allows you to not only feel good and help others but it also demonstrates to the community that you're serving that you are definitely part of that community and you're not only making a living by selling homes in the city and the town and the community, but you're also helping that community and most definitely being involved and giving back not only money. If you don't have a lot of money to give back, certainly time is just equally as important and I just, uh, again, want to congratulate you because getting the Big Heart Award, I can understand why. And listening to um, the amazing particular charity, for lack of a better word, that you're involved in is so helpful, so helpful to others. I want to take you back to when you started. 2016, you were Rookie of the Year starting out. Can you... <laughs> Can you let our new people know what did Donna do, Donna might realtor do, starting out as a new person that allowed you to move up to the top in that first year of business? What did you do? What were your activities in real estate? So we need to go back to don't let anyone tell you that you cannot make a transaction in the first six months to a year. I um, blocked out the naysayers and I just went after it. I did a lot of open houses. I found the top producers in my market center. I put my pride down on the table because I did run operations um, prior to this, but I put my pride down like I knew nothing about real estate because I, I didn't. 
and I followed the top producers around like a little puppy. And luckily I'm in a market center where we will share everything that we possibly have. And it's, it's really up to you on how much you do, but open houses was a way to get in front of people. I held open houses for other realtors. I, you know, put a lot of signs out. I, I advertised free advertising. So don't spend money in your first year and get in front of people. Talk about real estate. Work on that 30 second pitch that you have for somebody, because as soon as they find out you're a realtor, they ask, how's the market? Do you, you need to be able to answer that intelligently. You have hit on so many particular nuggets of good information that I want to just repeat. And that is when people tell you, why are you doing real estate? Oh my gosh. You know that you have to tell people that you're in real estate and ask for the business. Yes, you do. You wear your name badge and people instantly start making conversation with you. You do tell people that you're in real estate. The whole world is interested in real estate. And for my 40 years in the business, I can say just about the whole world would like to be in real estate. It has this charm to it. And then the reality is it is definitely a tough job if you do it right. And by tough, you have to be intelligent. You have to get up in the morning, suit up, show up for work. And uh, so don't let, as you mentioned, the naysayers tell you otherwise. Don't depend on others to hold you up. Um, in other words, I always love to say, if it's to be, it's up to me. So you obviously had great support from your husband saying, go for it, do it. But ultimately, it was up to Donna to make it happen. And uh, I congratulate you for that. Open houses, they are awesome. Most definitely, you're donating your time with open houses. I love it that you said meet and greet people. You did that. You gave your time. Those work all day long. So as you got a little more experienced in the business, what did you first start spending money on? What would be at the top of your list once you have that, let's say, 1% of your income to basically appropriate for uh, marketing materials or business? What, what would you suggest and what did you do? That is, that's a good question. I'm very intentional with my money and my personal life. So I, I tried to do the same thing in my business. So when I did open houses, I would get a bunch of stuff from title companies. They have great resources that can explain the area and market, um, make you look like a, a professional. Um, I would say my first, yeah, it would have to be mailers. Mailers, you find that area that you want to be in and you send, um, come from contribution. You send them something that's useful to that area. You do not say, hey, look what I sold or, you know, the classic stuff because that goes straight in the garbage. If you come from contribution, how to, how to protest your taxes, um, refinance. That's an excellent topic. Stuff How like to that. refinance. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, awesome. it's being out there and, and um, yeah. They want value. They want value coming through the mail on the mailers. And another 
particular area that is easy for agents to compile, and those are the statistics of their neighborhood. What is the average sales price? How many days did it take in your neighborhood for homes to sell? They love that particular information. So you were very smart to make it a targeted with good information. So what about fear? When you started out in your new career, you had been um, in the corporate world, decided to go into real estate. What kind of fears did you have and do you still have fear today? How do you deal with fear? Every day, there is some type of fear that looms over you. And it's, it's normally a particular lead generation that's not your favorite, or you look at your board and it's not full, um, a deal didn't close. So there's a bunch of different fears that you're going to have. And it's hard. Real estate is hard. Um, it's just, it's practicing enough, knowing the market, knowing what to say to people, not to convince them to sell or buy, but to find out if you can help them and do the best helping them um, and working through those conversations. So action gets me past the fear every time because there is no problem that cannot be solved by lead generation and talking to people about real estate. That is a powerful statement coming from you, mom. Um, seven years in the business and how you deal day to day. And you mentioned you have to stay involved with lead generation. Uh, pretend as though I'm a brand new agent and I have no idea what lead generation is. Explain lead generation if you would, Donna. Oh, Rita, this is perfect timing. So today marks the, uh, the year or the day that I got my license. Oh and my I'm like, goodness. Now what do I do? So what I did is I sat down and I pulled my Christmas card list. And I was very intentional when I called people and I said, Hey, I'm updating my Christmas card list. I want to make sure we just moved. I want to make sure you haven't moved. Hey, how's your phone number doing? Your email. And it gave me a reason to reach out to everyone that I know in a non-confrontational, non-salesy way. And then wow. I ask them, how's your life? How's your job? And guess what they ask in response? How are you? And where, what are you doing? What I'm are you doing, doing, Donna? Right. It was, it was great. It was perfect timing. You want to talk to those people around the holidays anyway, because you really want to connect with them. But um, build your database when you are brand new. If you're new to a city, get out there and start talking to people. We'll go to social events. <laughs> if you need to start an Excel spreadsheet or paper, anything, get their name, their phone number, their email, put to, you know, hopefully their address too. But just start connecting with people and keeping a log of when you talk to them, their information, because if they're not thinking about buying or selling now, they will buy or sell later. Exactly. What a perfect time of the year to do exactly what you did. That was so smart, so smart, because it was not intrusive. It was not cold calling. It was warm calling. You already knew them. 
but as you said, they will come back, of course, as they did and say, well, let me make sure I have your contact information correct. And how are you doing? Which is a wonderful open door to tell them about your new career. People want to help people they know. They do. And um, being out there and letting them know what you're doing and not being what I love to say, and we've heard an undercover agent, then they will help those. And we really want our students to know, don't be afraid to ask for help. I really need your help on this. And I'm starting out on my new career. And if you know of anyone that would like to sell or buy, please refer them to me. I would so, so appreciate it. Simple little conversation. I didn't ruin anyone's day. And it didn't embarrass me. It was saying, this is what I do. And just please help me if you can send me a referral. I would really appreciate it. But don't infer, and I'm not talking to you because you know this, but don't infer or assume that people know what you're asking. If you are in that conversation, you really need to say, and please refer any of your friends or family to me. And um, it's so hard when you're new to ask that. But again, it's a simple question and it's your new career. It is your new direction. Have you ever wondered what a career in real estate is all about? My 30 Days to Success workbook will teach you what an agent should do from their first day in business through their first 30 days. Everything from finding clients to setting up appointments to deciding what office to join and which type of real estate is good for you, be it residential or be it commercial. 30 Days to Success is a training manual for new people. If you are needing additional training in real estate sales, if your company training program is maybe needing improvement, Purchase 30 Days to Success for $79, which includes the link to online training as well as the comprehensive 30 Days to Success workbook. I love it that, again, you started out and got your contact list together. You had a wonderful reason to connect with people. It was the holidays. But let's move to a year none of us will ever forget. Tell me, how did Donna Andruck do during COVID-2020? What was like a day in the life during what we think of as the worst of times? So 2020 is a little bit unique, (laughs) but my husband and I, so realtors were considered the essential workforce, which means we had permission to be out and about um, wearing a mask, of course, but we were the essential workforce that had permission to be out and about. Um, Answer your phone. You would not believe how many people I picked up because they went down the list of people 
of realtors and the, the list is long. Um, but just answer your phone. I know that some of them come up as potential spam, but it's also a potential client. So answer your phone. And of course, if you're scared of, if, if you're worried that you're going to get sick, don't go out. That's not my advice. I am, I was not worried about getting sick. So I was okay exposing myself. I didn't get COVID and I still haven't had it by the way, but, um, congratulations. Don't, don't do anything that, um, you know, it's going to put your health at risk, but answer your phone and be willing to go out when I know that some agents are very strict about, you know, you have, you have to meet with me before we go out, before I tour you, before you're in my car, before I meet you somewhere. But if a buyer calls you and you happen to be um, a Zillow call or, a, you know, some indirect way that they called you, Go see them. Go meet them. If you're if you're worried about safety, get a picture of their ID or something. Just say, hey, I'm going to be here at this time. When you get there, make a phone call. Um, exactly. And make that phone call in front of them. Yes. Yeah. You even said that 2020 was your best year because you were out and about wearing a mask. But you did meet and greet people. Obviously, you did answer your phone where that's like the number one reason that you miss a good client, a.k.a. another paycheck, is we think we're too busy. So we let that phone just go by the wayside while we're doing something else. 2020 being a great year for you. How did you deal with the whole anxiety issue of sellers having to show their homes, being worried about being sick or catching COVID and buyers the same? How many buyers did you really see face to face? What was it like for you? That's interesting question. So sellers, I would have booties at the front door so they could cover their shoes when they entered sanitizer, the COVID sheet that says I do not have symptoms before entering your home, spray the house down with uh, sanitizer afterwards. And then of course, just being offering a COVID, what was it? Um, it was like a, a mist that people would come in after an open house and they would miss the whole house to sanitize it. Now I had to do that twice um, because they were luxury, luxury listings, but I paid for that. I wanted my sellers to be exposed to the max amount of people without the max risk. Now, as far as buyers, I sold the most virtual tours that I did um, ever before. I did virtual tours before it was cool, but um, walking people through virtually are a great way to host a buyer when they're out of town and then during the option period, they come to they come to see the house. So you could narrow it down virtually. And I did a lot of virtual tours and I had sanitizer between each each um, tour. If they were in person. Um, precautions, precautions. You had it down for sure. You had it down. 
Tell us about a day in the life of Donna. What activities do you do for your career in real estate as your own boss and entrepreneur from the time you get up in the morning until your head hits the pillow at night? What is the day in the life of a top producer like in Austin, Texas? That's great. So in the beginning of the conversation, I said, if you are not intentional, um, you can kind of create that distance between you and your family. I've been very intentional this year in the last two years to bring that flexibility and spend time with my family again. So I get up, my husband and I get up, take care of the kids, walk them to school. I get ready. Sometimes I go to the gym. Sometimes I come straight to the office. Um, and then this quiet time before all the other agents show up in the office, I am working on my lead follow-up. I am checking my text messages to make sure I didn't miss anything. Did they send me a message and I didn't get back to them quickly? I'm checking my urgent emails. Yeah. I post two posts on Facebook. That does not mean scroll. Do not scroll Facebook. That is your post. Check your notifications to make sure someone's not asking you to sell their house and then log out and then continue your follow-up. You always want to keep your top 10 that could possibly be under contract at the top of mind. So you touch them every day or every other day and make sure that what, what can I do to help you move towards where you want to be? And then I move into the nurture file, which is right here to my right. Um, I pull that file out, make sure that I touch base with them every, every once in a while to make sure did anything else change in their life? Did, um, you know, did they finally look at the portal that I set up for them? I check different, different things in their life. Um, Facebook can be good, a good tool, but it can also be a time drain. So if you're doing Facebook intentionally, you can watch for life changes such as, um, you know, the kids graduating high school, they had a baby, they adopted three dogs. They need more space. They, you know, they paid their car off, something, whatever can help give you a clue that they need to move is always a good thing. But don't don't let that get, you know, don't get carried away with watching Facebook. Um, so I'm very limited with social media. I plan my week out. If I'm doing an open house, usually I, I visit the house on Wednesday and then start putting sides on Friday. I call all my, once all the lead generation is done, you want to do that early in the morning when you're, uh, when you're up and ready and mentally clear. And then I follow up with my clients that are either under contract or soon to be active. Active could be buyers that are pre-qualified and we're scheduled to go look at houses or listings that are on the market. I call them say, Hey, how did staging going uh, is going? And then photos are at this time. Are you ready? And I'll be there and, and give them an update. Communication is key right now because with so many people out there in the market shift, you've got to stay in contact with people. Stay top of mind. And then uh, let me see. It's rare that you will find me walking around the office. I don't um, unless they want to buy a house. <laughs> There's lots of realtors in my office. Um, I do engage a little bit 
but I'm here to work. Uh, I wanted to give you that entire segment because I knew you would give all of our listeners a wonderful way to organize their day. You're a very organized person. You're a very succinct person when you're speaking. And just everything you have done is also very indicative of what's in our 30 Days to Success book on plan your day, get ready for your weekend open houses, and call potential buyers, make sure your sellers are where they need to be. Are they ready for pictures? Are they ready for the next step? Your day in the life that you just gave to us is very, very indicative of what an organized agent you are. And to not get distracted with Facebook. Facebook can just take away wonderful, valuable, if not hours, minutes in the day. But at the same time, it's a great tool. Are you active with TikTok? Are you active with Instagram? What would be your particular social media tool of choice? What what would that be? I prefer Facebook. I'm very um, active in my neighborhood directly, and we have a very buff <laughs> neighborhood connection page. Um, I do sync over to Twitter. I'm not on TikTok a lot um, because you can look up and 45 minutes have gone by so quickly. I think that video is is a key to moving forward. And if you are into videos and social that you should start that, but in an organized fashion, you can have a sense of humor and be a realtor and be professional. But once you, once you give a certain perception, then um, that's hard to reverse. So, so you can still have fun and be professional. Just be careful what you put out there because they do. Absolutely. They, That's they such a good <laughs> that is such a good point because in corporate America, we know as well, when they're interviewing people, they do go to their Facebook page to see, well, what are they like sort of in their real world? Um, not to be intrusive, but to get a bird's eye view of that person that they're wanting to be uh, involved in as a customer client relationship. So it would make sense. They would do the same with their real estate agent. So, um, thank you for bringing forward. Be careful what you as the agent post on Facebook. It can be such a valuable tool for open houses, videos, videos being professional as well. Very, very good advice. And, um, Another question that I see is, how are you dealing with, we want to call them disruptors in the marketplace, when I know, believe it or not, I'm old enough to remember when the internet came into place, and as real estate professionals, we were all worried that the internet was going to take over our business, we would all go out of business, that did not happen, we still, and year after year, know that buyers, sellers want the interaction, the communication you mentioned, but there are always distractors, disruptors. How do you deal with disruptors in the marketplace? Oh, this is so challenging, especially for new agents entering. Um, people can buy a house online. Now, just because you're in classes, this proves 
that you absolutely know enough to help them than them buying on their own. So the fear of, I don't know enough, put that aside because you definitely know more than someone clicking on a button and buying a house. People want a relationship. They want professional advice. They want access to professionals. Um, we are not going away anytime soon. The, the challenge is, is don't let that talk scare you from talking to people. Even if they're, because everybody's on Zillow, everybody, every one of my clients look at Zillow, send me properties off Zillow, but continue to call me because I stay in touch. Um, discount agents, they're out there. They're giving away their own money in exchange to get the deal. And, um, and you just have to be your consistent, reliable, honest self. And yes, I love the word intentional. You keep saying that word and it's a very solid word. Be intentional about everything that you do, particularly when you mention ongoing communication is so very, very important. And it also should be very intentional for sure. Let's think about why in May you decided to get a broker's license. What yeah. about getting your broker's license was important to you? We talk about it in the class, being a broker associate adds credibility, but what motivated Donna to one day say with everything else I'm doing, now I'm going to focus on more education take the broker's exam and be a broker. What was that all about? So there's a couple things that, that really planted that seed. And I don't know if we, if we mentioned that I got my real estate license through champions. I went to classes because I get distracted easily and that was able to hold me accountable. But I came across so many fabulous teachers, and I'm like, how do I teach here? Because they had so much energy. Try to repeat that. <laughs> I said, there were so many wonderful teachers that I really enjoyed learning from. There were some that was no, no gray lines. You, <laughs> you do it your way. Don't be sued. This is how to stay in business. And some people that would navigate some of the, the interesting questions that came up. But I loved the fact that the teachers were so knowledgeable. And I happened to research that champions had the best pass rate compared to other people and they had different options. So they had online, they had um, in-person, which I automatically choose. But you can go to Dallas, you can go to San Antonio, you can go to different locations. So I asked one day, how do I become a teacher? And a lovely Cynthia said, you have to be a broker. So that planted the seed, but there were some other things that really pushed me in that direction. There are so many certifications that you can get, and then you have to explain to people what they are. <laughs> Not that I don't have an SRS and an RENE, but broker tells the public that I go above and beyond to learn what real estate is really about. And then I'm not only protecting their interest, but my, um, my interests also.
so it's I think it's an, an honor and I'm always educated. Well, I love I so congratulate you. I so appreciate you. And I most definitely thank you for those kind words. We do have all the designation courses. You mentioned a couple of them, SRES, the senior, uh, RENE, the negotiation course, the accredited buyer, the pricing strategy course, the luxury home course, the staging course. Those are all national designations. And frankly, between me and you and training specializing in that area, I think you would be dynamite in some of those specialized courses. And yet we always tell our students because we've seen it by the general public they don't know what a Rennie is they don't know what an abr is they do know what a broker is mm -hmm. so getting that broker's license you can start on it anytime today we thank you for doing it through champion school of real estate and uh, you also work with one of our illustrious instructors michelle busby <laughs> And uh, she's definitely a top producer, dynamite person as well as one of our teachers. Thank you for getting your broker's license and for Cindy Carter leading you our way um, so that we will go down that road with Donna Andrek as well. Today, looking at your career and where you are, what? do you see down the road for Donna? Where do you want to go from here? So that's, that's an interesting timed question. So my husband has officially retired from his job, not retired with age, but retired from the corporate world. He has come on as an agent under my broker's license and he's going to do property management. Wow. We have rental properties. Um, there's just so much room out there for a better service. And so we're trying to expand something that we enjoy and we already do well and we can service other people. So I'm going to continue to do buy sell because that's where my passion is. And then property mm -hmm. management. That is excellent. There are so many husband wives teams. There's so many combination uh, teams out there. It makes such sense because I know that you are investing in property as well. And to have your own in-house property manager makes a lot of sense. So congratulations to your husband as well. Uh, if you were to look back, Donna, at your beginning career and where you are today, are there any changes you would have made early on? Anything you would have done more of, less of? What advice in that direction might you give our customers? Oh, another great question. Two pieces, two wonderful pieces of advice that I had from my, a coach somewhere along the way. Um, one is you officially get paid to socialize. Not little, hey, how's your cat questions, but to socialize, talk to people about real estate. It's okay to talk to people, to get to know them, to find out if you can help them. 
but you have to talk to people. I am high D, which means I'm a driver. I want to get the job done. I want to move on. I don't want the details. I had to slow down. I had to realize it's my job to talk to people and to see if I can't help them. And it's okay if I can't. The other one, um, stop trying to sell yourself. When someone walks into an open house, people are so nervous that they're not going to say what they think they should be saying. <clears throat> but if, you, if you're trying to sell yourself so hard, you're not getting to know them. Houses will sell themselves. Either they like the house, you can talk about features if it fits their needs, or it doesn't fit their needs. Um, you don't have to convince the other person to work with you. If you're truly deeply committed to learning what they need and you're able to navigate that conversation, then they will naturally be attracted to you, especially when you come from contradiction. Do you want to know what successful people in real estate do every day? Learn the how, the why, the what of their daily success by tuning in to our Champion School of Real Estate podcast every week. Every Wednesday, we will add new insights to elevate your entrepreneurship and help you make new breakthroughs in your business. You can do it. We can help at Champion School of Real Estate weekly podcast.